Hello and welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson and I'm here with Carolyn Thomas and Crystal Check. Hello. Hi. We are going to be continuing on with our series on Philippians. We're looking specifically at chapter 4 and we're going to start from verses 6 to 7 right now. Oh, wait, wait. So, last week, we, the last podcast, we spoke a bit about standing firm in the Lord. We talked about being of the same mind in the Lord and rejoicing in the Lord. So, you know, we talked about what each of those things mean. And isn't it amazing how much you can get out of just a few verses of mm-hmm. Scripture? Yes. Like, doesn't that blow your mind how so good God is? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, we talked about standing firm being about, um, you know, willingly subjecting yourself to the authority of God and standing fast. You know, we talked about being resolute. I think that's an amazing word, resolute. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about being of the same mind, so the importance of unity um, in our life and in the life of the church, how powerful it is when we are united and um, how you know really devastating it is for the church when we're not united, when there's that disunity and how... Um, it really disrupts the work of Christ. And we talked about rejoicing in the Lord. So having that joy regardless of circumstances. So not being controlled by our emotions but choosing to, to rejoice and be glad um, no matter the circumstances because our joy is based on God and not on us. Okay. I think those words as well, in the Lord, is what's really important what you said. And that is like, in the Lord can only do all that in the Lord which is in that total submission to him and being in relationship with him yeah mm. alright mm. so um, can you read that Lena six is verses 67 for us yep so in the NIV do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus mm. alright so Paul says there do not be anxious about anything so for you what is that word anything? what does it show you or tell you about God He's completely trustworthy with everything, like mm. everything, everything, and that it's not a part of who he is to be anxious. It's not a part of who he wants for us to be yeah. um, and and to focus on. What do mm. you think, Lena? God is good yes. all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um and you look at, you know, Matthew chapter 6 and it's got a whole thing on, like, do not worry what you eat or you drink, what about your body, what you're going to wear. Like, look at the flowers, look at the birds, how beautiful and well taken care of. Are you not more important? That's so amazing. Like, our every need um, God has. You know, just today, my um, I got a flat tire and in two days' time, my husband and I were going to take our boys and drive down to Victoria. So that's about... 20 21 hour drive and um we couldn't get the the flat on the like the tire on the back couldn't get that thing to get the tire swapped over and blah, blah blah all this stuff and I learned all this stuff about getting the tire fixed and um we made sure we got the flat repaired before we left on the massive road trip where we would have no <laughs> ability to do this she looked for every like <laughs> Look, there is a key. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, yeah, because I imagine if we'd gotten this flat on the road and the key that unlocks the spare tyre would be back at the house, which I didn't know about, and I just thought, you know, how good is God that though even those little things he has provided a way for me to be cared for, even just a simple thing like the lock on the back of my spare tyre. Yeah, mm. and and I mean that's huge yeah. because as you say, if you're driving through the night or whatever, and, and that happened, and you got a flat, you yeah. would be really stuffed. <laughs> yeah. um, and like you say, God just provides ahead, so rather happens now that you're aware. Yeah. Um, but what I was saying to Lena as well it was great because I was at school and I got this text message from Lena saying how good God is, and um, you know we were just talking amongst ourselves here about just it's all down to attitude. Yeah. So Lena could have been oh flat tire. Oh, it's going to cost us money and we're just going on holiday. But her whole outlook is opposite. It's like, oh, thank you, God, that this happened now so that it didn't happen when we're on the road. And I know I've talked to Crystal a lot about attitude and stuff. It's really just all about your attitude and your perspective. And like what you girls said, I totally agree with. Don't be anxious about anything. Anything covers absolutely everything. And, you know, it shows us that nothing is too great or too big for God to deal with. But nothing's too small either. Yeah. That's what you're talking about there, Lena. For you, that's like, you know, mm. you'd think in the scheme of God's day, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that you, you know, that tire. You can call her ECQ. <laughs> but, but that's how much he cares about you. Um, and, you know, just like as a parent, and we're all parents here, yeah, that's every little thing that concerns our children, their triumphs and their disappointments, their cuts and bruises, and, you know, just we want them to come to us with anything we would want. Yeah. Like, I'd be really devastated if my kid had a problem and it was really concerning him and he was worried and having, you know, and, and I'll be like, just, you know, come to me, I can help you with it, or why didn't you come to me? And the same way he wants us... He feels that same way about us, and so we can be absolutely assured of his interest and concern with every little thing. So, yeah, I think that's really awesome. It shows us just how big God is, but how personal and intimate as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And what about what in every situation? It's sort of the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, in every circumstance. Yeah, so no matter what, we can bring it to him things that have been done to us as well, situations that we face, even maybe due to our own stupidity yeah. or our sin, we can still bring that to him in repentance. And, he, you know, he still cares yeah. about that. And, and he's willing to listen to the small stuff. Yep. As well as the big, massive, yep. you know, problems that you're having or the big sin in your life, even the tiny little things that he points out to you during yep. the day. Yep. He's willing to be there. He's there listening. Yep. He's... He's just, he's so personal all the time, yeah. not just in in the big stuff, but in the in the tiny little things and in the big things as and, well. And what you're saying about that personal, so personal, I mean, we've just, um, we've just, as, you know, some of the girls at Life House, we've just gone through the plumb line course and, um, you know, that he really unpacks that scripture, you know, where God talks about he knows all the, you know, the hairs yeah, on your yeah. head are counted and... Something that I hadn't really thought about before was like what he said that huh, you know every day hair actually falls out. Yes. And probably new hair's growth so it grows. So even that is you know, it's on an ongoing minute by minute sort of that he's aware of that and like you say, Crystal, just yeah. even the small, you know, things that he's so personal. Okay, and what about pre and petition? So I was sort of trying to get a difference between prayer and petition. It was a bit hard. They're sort of probably the same I went to my dictionary and they kept referring to each other. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so it's probably just, um, 
You know, I think petition as well. If we look at the word petition, that's really a formal request, usually to a higher authority or a deity that you want yeah. sort of formal application, asking for specific actions, you know, when people sign petitions and stuff. So I think it's that heavy stuff as well where we're really burdened and coming before. And then prayer, you know, is part of that. Petition's part of it as well. But it's also, you know, it's that personal communication. Sometimes it might, you know, it can be positive as well, not maybe asking him for stuff. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. The I always thought sort of like petitioning defined sort of it a bit more prayer, like communion. Yeah, just spending time. Yeah, thing. You know. Yeah, yeah. I wish <laughs> you could see you my got the hand, hand movement. movement. <laughs> <laughs> the ninja movement. Yeah. But I, I think the important thing is as well that you know, prayer, petition, whatever. Um, we can bring everything to him, and we can pray for ourselves. Yeah. But we can and we can pray for forgiveness from the past. We can pray for things that we need now, and we can ask for help in the future. Yeah. And we can pray for others as well. So you know, I think often as well we can get into a rut like, ah, oh, I need to. Pray. Like prayer is something we get to do. It's a privilege that we actually have this God that we can actually yeah. go to. Cause can you imagine? Like I sometimes <laughs> think, you know, when I'm going through difficult things, where I don't know how people. Do it yes. if you don't have the Lord. How do you do it? Yeah, I had those thoughts actually today. And um, it's one of those things where it's like I am so blessed to be able to rely on somebody who is all-powerful mm-hmm. <laughs> because I don't know how I would get through my day yeah. if I didn't have that that relationship that I can just tell him anything, mm. just anything um, and I sort of read a little bit different with the prayer and petition. I thought prayer was more talking to God yeah. and, and stuff, whereas the petition was asking him to help you in those situations, in those struggles, but also in the um, and um, him coming with his strength to back you. So with whatever you're struggling with, even if you're not struggling, and it's, he has immense joy when you have immense joy yeah, yeah. and and so you know you can go to Prayers, him with everything yeah, it's thing. it's saying hey thanks god for this yeah. amazing life that i'm growing or yeah. thanks god for the food that we have on the table yeah. and it's that that talking to him and, and just communing with him and then the petition is asking him for yeah, specifics. Things. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's why I love having this, that we get each person's perspective on, you know. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add to that, Nina, that part? No. Nope. All right, and I think the, the next question I've got here is why we would include Thanksgiving when we're praying about an unresolved situation, when we're just bringing it to God and he hasn't answered it. And I agreed with what you said, Crystal, that, you know, prayer often it's that personal communication and it might be we're just coming to, you know, talk to him about good things. Um, I think what I did here, I took the Thanksgiving as like, because I'm looking at the whole, you know, six and seven in context, I'm saying, do not, well, that one verse six, do not be anxious about anything but bring this with thanksgiving. Yeah. So in that particular context, I'll take that as, okay, you actually probably, you're giving thanksgiving in a situation where you are anxious. And so my question yeah. is, why would you be thanking when it's unresolved still or you're just bringing it to God and he hasn't answered it yet? So what do you think on that, girls? You can get it off your shoulders. That's yeah. that's the biggest thing. It's um, um, we can We're thanking him for allowing us to have that communion with him so that we can confess a massive sin or we can 
you know, deal with things that are going on in our lives. Um, and we can also anticipate his answer. Mm. We can, um, no matter what the situation is, no matter what the answer is, he's going to answer you yep. because he's faithful. Yeah. Whether it's now or whether it's in 10 months' time yeah, or yeah. whatever, he will answer you eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's listening yeah. and that he's there for us all the yeah. time. And that's what I think that being thankful with thankfulness yeah. is you're, you're there Yep. And you're always 24-7 open. Yeah. Yep. So. That's good, Leah. Yeah. Have you got anything to add? Yeah, it's a real antidote to worry, isn't yeah. it? Like that yeah. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. That's, Thanksgiving. That's, yeah. yeah. And so we, we, we choose not to worry and focus instead on God's truth yeah. for that situation. You know, it's that faith that he'll provide an answer no matter what it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, I've got as well for, for the Thanksgiving um, that... Thanksgiving without that answer, when you still, you know, shows total submission to God's will. Yeah. Um, and it shows faith because it's faith, and the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so we thank God because, like you said, we know He's good and faithful, and He hears us and He will answer. And in the best way and the best time. Yeah. And often it's not the way we think. And so when we can thank him of that and answer, we're showing that we submitted to, okay, I don't know how you're going to do it or what you're going to do or if it's even what I think is an answer because he will always answer. Not We might know is an answer as well. Yeah. Um, and, and so that thanksgiving just shows, I think it just shows that heart attitude of submission, okay, you know best. Um, and yeah, of course, we mentioned before we should be thankful for that privilege of prayer that we've got a God who wants us to bring everything, and we need to give that thanks in good and bad, yeah. because you know that that's going to show two things. Like when you're giving thanks, and, and specifically to this verse, where you know there will be times when we're giving thanks when we know we've had answer or things are good or whatever, but we're giving thanks in a situation that is making us anxious, so that means we don't know the outcome because we get anxious. And then it shows that we've got, it shows gratitude to God. And as I've said as well, and I can't stress it enough, I think what, what, why God has said we need to do it is because it moves Him, yeah. moves His hand, because it shows perfect submission to the will of God. Hey, I don't know what's going on, I don't know how it's going, but I'm still thanking you. So in my heart, it means I'm submitted to however you want to yeah. choose to work it out. And you know, because it's only when we're going to be fully convinced that God is working all things together for good or that He will that we're going to actually feel gratitude towards Him and believing prayer demands that. Yeah. Um, and Isaiah, and this verse I've talked to you girls about before, I love it. Isaiah 55, 8 to 10, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I love that because when I feel anxious, that verse for me brings <coughs> So I can thank him because, I don't, although I don't know the outcome, I'm in submission to his will, realising his ways are better and higher and whatever. And, you know, just three things that we need to remember when we're praying, and this alone gives you reason for thanks as well. We need to remember the love of God mm. and remember that his love desires only what is best for us, so no matter what the outcome is, we don't yeah. have to be anxious if we know that he loves us and we believe it. Secondly, the wisdom of God, because his wisdom alone knows what is best for us, so the best way to answer it. And in the power of God, because that alone is going to bring about to pass what's best for us. And if we can pray like that, 
yeah. with perfect trust and thanksgiving, thanking him without knowing the outcome, then we are going to have that peace. We're going to find his peace that's going to flood us. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think that thanksgiving, if I had to put it in one nutshell, it's, it shows you are actually in submission to his will. Yeah. And that's going to unlock something that's going to, you know, be crucial. Alright, so Paul goes on then to say that the result of that believing prayer is, so if we had the um, prayer and petition with thanksgiving, and that would mean you are praying, believing, present your request, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guide your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So let's just discuss that, unpack that, because that's such a beautiful promise. In terms of God's peace versus the world, what it means transcending all understanding and guiding your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. So we can either talk to each one or if you've got your notes all melded, then just go for it. <laughs> so what do you think first about that God's peace versus the world? Well, I found a, a good little table um, on on the internet and um, it, it shows the differences in that... Um, it's uh, the world's peace is dependent on feelings it needs to be seen it does not allow for trouble it feels like you must manage the situation yourself mm -hmm. it tries to control your environment and yourself and it will ultimately fail whereas god's peace is dependent on trust in him it has no need to be seen it allows for any trouble um you don't need to manage the situation it trusts God to control the situation in your in your environment, and it will always endure. Mm -hmm. So there, it will it will never die. It will never be never possible. Yeah, anymore. it just it, it he just it's there mm -hmm. for us to grab hold of. That's pretty good, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my answer is very sad. Yes, Crystal, you know God's. Um, the peace is based on God and who he is and what he has done so it's an un unchanging it doesn't fluctuate mm -hmm. based on circumstance because it's objectively based on Christ's work um, and you know that he says you know peace I leave with you my peace I give you mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah so it's based on God and not not us and circumstance or emotion yep and that's the, what you girls are saying God's peace and, and God's peace is not the absence of war Mm. But that's the yeah the absence of war, and that's why it talks about you have to try and manage the environment and manage stuff because yeah peace from the world is the absence of war, but God's peace is pieces. You can be in the midst of war or strife or stresses, and you can still have peace. Whereas for the world, if you've got all that, then you don't have peace. Yeah, and you know when you're in God's peace, and so you might be in the midst of all that stress and war and whatever, but your soul's undisturbed because you're trusting in Him. Yeah, it's external to you, like your girl said. And as Lena said, that I've got um, that scripture. Oh, Jesus said, he, "Oh, there's two scriptures." He he said he didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. Yeah. Okay, and so that's shown as well. It's not peace like the world understands it. And then he also said that my peace I give you, but it's not as the world gives. So it's different to what the world says. And you know, um, 
Yeah, so as I said, the world's version of peace is the absence of conflict, no confrontation, keeping everyone happy. It's a false peace. It's fragile. It's a facade and you can't maintain it. Whereas Jesus' peace is where we have absolute serenity in heart, in mind, in emotion, regardless of what's going on around us. It's pretty much like, it's a bit like, you know, like joy. Yes. So regardless of what's going on, you've got that because you know and you trust that God's got it in hand. Um and again, as I said that verse earlier, if we fully grasp and accept that Isaiah 55, 8 to 10, my ways and my thoughts are not like yours, yep. then, you know, you'll have that peace because everything is just in Yep. All right, so what about the next part? What does it mean that this peace of God transcends all understanding? Well, and if you think about it from a worldly perspective, if you're in the middle of a war zone... And you've got bombs going everywhere and and whatever, even if it's just in your life, not necessarily in your environment. um, People just don't get how you can just be calm and just go, no, it's okay. I know that God's got it under control and you can just go about your day to day. Yes, I've got things bombarding me left, right and centre, but... You know, you don't have to have that panic, that worry, or the fret that that comes with just you know the holding on to yeah. a false peace. You're holding on to a peace that's never going to. Fall. And um, it's just, it just always is. Yeah. It's and like you say, the verse says, "Do not be anxious." And then you know, if you give it to him, you'll have that peace that comes in, like you said. So. You know, that transcending understanding, transcending means is above our understanding. And like you said, people will look at you and they don't understand. It'll be like, hang on, this looks crazy. All this is going on. How can you be so calm? How can you be so peaceful? And it seems foolish to them. Yeah. Um, and that in itself is a testimony often to people. Yeah. You know? It really speaks to them. And again, I keep going back to that, but again, it's that Isaiah, his ways and thoughts are higher. And it means because we understand that, we can have that peace that seems foolish to the world because we know that he, you know, his ways been higher. Like we only see this little bit, but he sees the whole story. And so if we have that absolute trust and, you know, we can't produce this peace for ourselves. It's given to us by God. And, but it's given to to you by God as a consequence of believing prayer I think sometimes you know there's there's really a condition attached to that a lot of people want the peace of God or whatever but are they doing what the first part of the scripture said are they being anxious okay so number one they might be being anxious and so they're not going to have the peace because it's telling you not to be anxious but there's action attached to that as well you need to go and do the prayer and petition with thanksgiving. And so a lot of people yeah. are looking for the peace, but they're not actually doing that. You know, so, so the peace comes as a, as a blessing and a reward, but to that condition to actually fulfilling, you know, what he said, come to me and bring it to me in this manner, and then you will get the peace. And sometimes people look for that. Yeah. Um, you know, they might pray over a situation or over a person for them to have the peace of God. I've heard that myself, people praying for it to flood a person when I know jolly well that they're actually, well, no, they're choosing to still entertain all this anxiety and keep it. And yet, so it's pointless us praying for them to get this peace when they're not actually, you know, doing what they need to be doing yeah, to sort of, you know. And so the only way that we're going to get that peace is through that prayer to entrust ourselves into his hands. And it's really 
taking letting it go out of our hands into his isn't it we let go and that's the letting go don't be anxious we're not trying to hold on and solve it and it's only as we do that letting it go that then that peace is going to come and flood our hearts Mm. and minds Mm -hmm. and so what about there then okay so that peace the promise that peace is going to guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus so it floods over you but it guards your heart and mind so what do you think of that um, the note in my study Bible talks about um, my NRV study Bible um, <laughs> talks about like that that term that guard your hearts is comes from like a military concept of a sentry standing guard so it's kind of like God's protective custody yeah. of those who are in Christ Jesus and that extends to um, yeah like the very the very core of that so yeah and I've got that there as well that. Um, that the word Paul used here for guards is a military word. It's the Greek word pharaoh-reign. I'm saying it wrong, I'm sure. But it means standing guard. Yeah. Um, and so it's talking, he's using it to say that, you know, if you are doing this believing prayer, the believing part of the prayer means I'm actually coming to you with prayer petition and thanksgiving, some believing and letting go of my anxiety that that peace is going to actually stand. So I think not only does it flood you, but it actually stands like a sentinel on guard duty, guarding your hearts and your mind. Um, you know, and the Bible talks to us as well about guarding our hearts and taking our thoughts captive. And I believe that peace, you know, helps with that and does that for you. And, you know, just a personal um, example with this particular scripture you know, David and I from time to time have to go into situations where we've got to confront things and you know, strongholds and and demonic powers and stuff. And so we've got to go in and actually do that confrontation. And there was a time when I was, you know, knew that we had to do it. And it's like, you know, there's all the enemy. I mean, this is a whole other topic, but the enemy has all sorts of strategies and methods of operation. And the more you go on, you you know, you learn to get to know what the modus operandi is and how it's going to operate and whatever and stuff, which is really helpful because the Bible tells us we're not unaware of his schemes and you get to know his strategy and stuff. And you know, sometimes the strategy is to throw you off and to do certain things, but if you're aware of it, you know how to handle it. But having said that, like I knew that I really needed to have that peace of God because I needed to set my face like flint and, you know, your emotions get hit as well and, you know, you get before you go into a situation where you're going to confront, you get the whole adrenaline rush, you get the heart palpitations, the heart beating, you get all that, you know, that comes because mm-hmm. it's anticipation of a battle that you're going into. But I also know that when you're in it and you're actually facing the person, you actually need to have that, be able to set my emotions needed to be under control so that I could be clear-headed and not get a side swipe and actually, you know, just keep those emotions in check so that I could deliver and do what I had to do. And, you know, just before this particular situation, I just said to God, right, you know that when the emotions go in and everything, you know, sometimes you're not thinking clearly. You know, afterwards you yeah. think, oh, I should have said this or I should have d- done that. Or, but like, I needed to be, because of what we're facing in the spiritual realm, I needed to be absolutely clear-headed and not have my emotions, you know, so that I could keep focused. And, you know, I just took that verse and I said, look, this is it. Your word says this. I'm standing on, I'm claiming this. And like, you know, right up until the knock on the door, I had all the, you know, the emotion from that minute, like, and I just claimed that just before. 
I could actually physically feel that peace flooding me and I was just like I was almost like emotionless yeah which is what I needed to be in that situation and I was able to do what needed to be doing just absolute so I really that was just awesome to just really experience it. I mean, you know, obviously I've had it to varying degrees and we all have and other things, but that is one that was so clear that I could just absolutely, right, you've said this, I've prayed, I'm doing this now, I'm saying that, I need the second part, I need this promise, and I could physically feel it flooding me and, you know, the benefits of it for that thing. So that was really awesome just for me personally. Yeah. Um, Not so much for the person, but... (laughs) (laughs) well, there's a um, another little story that I've got um, where a, a lady, I was hanging out after school with a bunch of ladies and um, we were standing around in a group and her kids, she's got the same amount of kids as me and they're around the same age um, and so I've, I've got four and she's got four and mine are, you know, doing what they need to be doing. I'm like, right, come on, it's time to go. And they all fall in line and grab their stuff and off we go. And the next couple of weeks later or whatever, she's running like a headless chicken around the school trying to collect up her children and she's just all over the place, has, you know, no <laughs> clear picture of where she's supposed to be at this point in time, who's which kid she's supposed to be picking up from where. And, um, and she just turned to me and she said, how are you so at peace? How are you so calm in your everyday? We have the same amount of children. Mm -hmm. We have the same amount of things going on. How is it that you can just cruise through? And I'm running around the school like a headless chicken. And it really made me think, okay, how do I do that? (laughs) How is it possible that I'm not losing my brain? (laughs) Four kids could do that too, right? (laughs) Or four and a half. (laughs) Um, how, how, How is it that it's... I, I honestly, I, at that time, I couldn't tell her. I'm like, I have no idea. I assume it's just Christ. Yeah. And, and and she's kind of like, you assume, you know? I'm like, well, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus, you know. This was a few years ago. And, um, and she was like, oh. And it really opened a communication between her and I where she got to delve into what I believed and how it has an effect on my everyday life. Mm. where hers is chaotic mine is yeah it's still chaotic but i'm able to handle it in a way that transcends yeah. her understanding. <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly it and um it's just it's like if you're in relationship with christ that sometimes you don't even realize mm. just how much it changes you or just how much it affects your life yeah because you're living in it every day yeah um and when those big storms do hit that's when you really notice just how much you couldn't do without it Mm, mm. how much you couldn't physically lift your head out of bed if if you didn't have him he's the lifter of our heads but that's awesome and that's what I think we said earlier like that's a testimony your life there is a testimony to someone they look at that and like it does transcend their understanding how can you be doing that so that's yeah that's really awesome and um, you know, the thing is, as well, is anxiety feeds anxiety, doesn't mm-hmm. it? The more anxious you get and you're trying to work out, or if you're talking to someone and they're flustered and you actually start taking that on board, it just, it's a vicious cycle that feeds each other. Yeah. Yep. So we just want to encourage you to go and really, um, you know, look at those verses. And God's Word is alive and powerful. 
and as Crystal said, it changes you. It does if you allow it to do its work in you. So, you know, if there's anyone out there who, who's got, you know, a situation that they're dealing with now that they're really anxious about it, anxiety and prayer, you cannot be doing both in your head at the same time. So, you know, if you're really anxious and entertaining those thoughts and trying to work it out, start switching to prayer mm-hmm. um, and thanksgiving, even though it's difficult because it's a sacrifice to do it when you're feeling like that. You're not going to feel thankful, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a it's a choice that you're making, an act of obedience, and, and in that you're saying, okay, I don't know what's going on here. I don't feel like giving thanks, but I am, not because of the situation, but because you're good all the time, yeah. and that's what you're giving thanks, and that will move God's hand. And, and, so. and what you speak out loud to... Is what is what you'll end up, yeah. you know, believing or yeah, having in your yeah, life. Yeah. So if you're speaking out that anxiousness and that, yeah. you know, and and holding on to that, that's what your life will be. It will yeah. become that chaotic. Yeah. You know, if you're speaking out the word of God in your situation, it's gonna just change. Yeah. It's gonna revolutionize your life. Yeah, that's good advice, Crystal. So just practice that for a while if you've never done it before, and just really, yeah. Thanks, Lena. Yeah, it might even be good to get into the Psalms and just see what it is that they say mm-hmm. in the situations that they face and how they thank God. It's just like that practice of getting into that Thanksgiving. Yeah. And if it's a situation where someone's really damaged or hurt you, Psalms are awesome. Because, <laughs> you know, it talks about them falling into a pit and all sorts of things. So it gets that whole need for vengeance out, and then you'll turn back to you. <laughs> thank you, God. <laughs> you can still have that little bit of a rant, but it's to the right person. Yeah. yeah. Right, so that's all from us right now. Um, so as Carolyn said, we just want you to dive into reading Philippians 4 and uh, we'll catch you next time. If you want to get in contact with us, you can jump onto our website on www.life-house.net or you can look us up on Facebook under Lifehouse Ministries. All right, we'll catch you next time. Thank you.